hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to Stream Street Day 3042, uh, or whatever it is. I'm hanging out on my own today. Uh, we're going to be looking at the new Blood Knights War Scroll, and then just chatting to the chat, basically. Um, a new Blood Knight, a new War Scroll has come out from Games Workshop for the exciting, exciting uh, Soulblight Grave Lords. Again, not SBGL, okay? Not SBGL. Not doing it. Just the GL. Let's not let's not go down that road because then it's going to get super weird, super quick. I don't want to do it. Let's not do it. Hello, everyone in the chat. What's going on to this, the chat? Uh, hey to Plymouth Troll Slayers and his girlfriend. Big love to you. Hey to Jog PLC, Snowman Wizard, Scott B, Gorka Morka, MJ Pegasus, Coloru, uh, Smorgan. What's going on, Body and Manchild? Uh, Wolf and Studios. Thanks to McLeod for resubscribing. Thanks to all the YouTube thugs. For leaving all the comments, you guys are uh, amazingly terrible people. And um, uh, yes, I will do Rambo Scroll. And then uh, apologies that I haven't. And then uh, thanks to everyone on Patreon. Nailed it. Oh, Hydro Hermes. Nailed you guys too. I'd nail you to a wall. What's up, DJ Batman? Thanks for resubscribing. Um, what's up? Uh, I thought we decided on CBT. Uh, did we? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> right okay let's go look at let's look at look at let's look at these war scrolls oh my god as Pimatrol says said in the chat uh always something to remember is of course none of this review is in any way definitive because it's out of context but i thought what would be nice to go through is the things that we would like to see in addition to this so one of the things i think that you can really mark out with sinesh versus let's say Daughters of Cain or Seraphon is that when you could read the War Scroll, you don't also then see the additional buffs that can be produced by the Battle Tome. And what's nice here is they've shown some of the additional buffs that can be given by the Battle Tome, but it would be nice to see some others. I think that would be really cool. What other things would be a good fit with an army? Maybe thematically how this works might be a nice way to do this in the future. Um, can we guess which one wrote these? Of course you can. Um, <laughs> obviously the cost of course and of course the cost is the key point here um uh first off rob need your opinions on the blood knight horses no alternative motive here what the models okay where are they uh what am i meant to be looking at with the models what is it i'm not seeing that is just hold on let me make it so it's can we make this bigger yeah make this bigger I like the models, I think. Uh, let's look at the armor. Yeah, I'm into it. They put big spikes on it, which is cool. I uh, I actually don't know uh, no musicians. Yes. I mean, and it, we'll come back to that conversation because are they taking the clickbait title, Scrivo. I'm just going to clip it here. I'll just make that mark. Are they removing music from the mortal realms? Question mark. Uh, send that to the YouTubes and the, specifically the Facebook groups who love that shit. Um, <laughs> is music gone out of Age of Sigma? Um, <laughs> none of the AOS release kits have musicians so far. All right, let's let's pack that down. Um, maybe just these units don't. I mean, they're vampires, right? Okay, let's get let's get gnarly. They couldn't do a wind instrument because they would need to breathe and i don't think vampires have breath this is this is really going outside of my i base most of my vampire lore 
of things I watch from watching Buffy, things I learned from watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's pretty much all of my vampire lore, in fact. Um, like, I, I mean, I watched Interview with the Vampire, and uh, obviously, oh my god, Underworlds, uh, whatever it was called, with Kate, Beck- Kate Beckinsale. But I don't think I remember anything other than Kate Beckinsale from the movie. Uh, Drats Hammer, thanks for resubscribing. Big love. Um, so yeah, I, I love the Lancel Swords just for aesthetics. Wolfen Studios, I agree with you on that one. Uh, I'll come back to that. All the skellies play horns without lungs. Yeah. So, hey mate, good to see you. Hey Horizons Lackey. Uh, thanks so much for the raid last night. Oh, oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. You're playing with some... Uh, we raided Horizons Lackey who was doing a Soulbound uh, RPG stream last night and uh, he had like a cast of characters. There's some like decked out like hillbilly fella. Then they looked like there was a a, uh, a, like a full adult male dressed as Red Riding Hood. It was I don't know what was going on, uh, but it was great. Um, I see you're about of culture also. I saw him. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am. <laughs> uh, if we were fighting vampires, I would play bagpipes just to taunt their lack of breath. Kill panic. Okay, you get it. So I don't know what instrument. Also, vampires in my head because possibly because of Interview with the Vampire are playing pianos. Or some sort of stringed instrument, which I don't think would be very viable as like a cavalry-based instrument. Um, uh, they could have a nice little drum kit on the back and ropes. I think they should be removing some of the command models. Bulgors have a planet and a musician for a unit of three, so they don't actually have any models or weapons. <laughs> the best vampire is Christopher Lee in the old Hammer Horrors. Is he? A triangle? I don't know if you would hear it. Like, over the clang of their, their, I assume, metal, although we don't actually know. I imagine it would be some, maybe it's some sort of funky bone um, uh, armor. Love the armor. Looks cool. Uh, I don't like the color scheme, but I like the armor. I like the armor a lot. The Anyway, the point is, is uh, cavalry having musicians is weird already, so I'm fine with them not having it. Uh, I'm fine with skeletons not having it. Maybe they only, maybe the death won't have musicians. Maybe they just have the somber procession of death and they don't carry musicians at all. Uh, thanks very much to Chuckabutty for resubscribing. Woohoo! Um, okay, Drats Hammer, we need a bin or sing guy emotes. Okay, I'm on it. I mean, how would you get to one, uh, one to be the musician? Like, you there, don't kill people, just toot the flute. <laughs> Suppose if you're just the bigger vampire, you just say, hey, toot the voot, toot, toot the flute. Toot. <laughs> I love you, Twitch chat, because we started out uh, reviewing this uh, as a unit, and now we've got into the musicians of the mortal realms, and I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, them not having a musician is fine. I guess the issue for Games Workshop specifically um, is the command units, most of which were a holdover from Warhammer Fantasy Battle Days, where those things were integral, really, to how they kind of wrote the core rules in some ways aren't obviously necessary for Age of Sigmar. It gave them a really cheap and easy space to put an additional rule on. They could be like, oh, plus two, bravery. I mean, one of the most powerful rules. Uh, if they've got a flag, you know, um, to some incredible rules, like, you know, uh, the Marauder Charge is thanks to their, their tutorer or their drummer, I think. So uh, they're really important. And also is a nice bit of synergy, which really works really well with the... Uh, you can pick a model out from a unit, so a Star Drake Bite, or there's a couple of different things, or even uh, the new Viper spell from... Um, oh, no, wait, do you get to choose with the Viper spell? I think you do. 
you get to choose three models uh, from Daughters of Cain. So all of that stuff is really, really cool things. Like, because having the command models in the in the game kind of means you, those things are a little bit more important, and I like that crossover. I think that's... Also, I don't like what I'm doing with my hands, though. Um, I look like Fagin from Oliver, uh, which I'm not enjoying. So uh, the flute upgrade kit is extra. Agreed. Um, the vamps go to war playing jazz flute, and it's canon now. Uh, there's nothing wrong with math jazz. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Nate, Rob, uh, Nathan... Warhammer Rob, can we get Nathan to say the toot, the flute? I'll try very hard. Um, best vamp, Warren, Betty, Dracula, Love at First Buy. I have not watched that. I'm going to watch it. Thanks. Um, uh, you have weird things now, like to add boys with multiple flags, etc. Et et uh, you look like a British T-Rex. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the command model, like, are we going to see a movement away from command models? Maybe. I think flags and stuff are cool. Um, very thematic, miniatures-wise, as we're looking at it. Having a unit champ, I think, is really important. Especially if the rumours uh, from Smorgan's videos are true and command models can do command abilities. Uh, it's even more important that they're, they stand out in a unit, which I think is funky. Um, uh, completely irrelevant question, but anyone know how tall a demon prince is? Five? No. Four inches? Four inches. I'm guessing. Uh, that's that's a guess, but put your best guesses in. Okay, anyway. We've done the musician thing, I think. Unless anyone's got anything more on that. I'm not sure we even had a point, but that's fine. Okay, right, let's look at the actual Blood Knights War Scroll, because some significant improvements. Significant improvements. Movement 10, uh, not an improvement. They've always been movement 10, right? Three wounds apiece, which I don't think is dissimilar as well. The big take... And bravery 10, which is fine. The big takeaway is that plus one save that they've got. They're now a unit with three up save. So 15 wounds on a three up save is already very, very useful in the meta. Um, I guess, like, before we get to the damage and the other stuff, that gives them the ability to already play a role in an army. So they could tank, they could, tank, they could hold up units um, because they're cavalry and they're fairly fast. By fairly, I mean, like, I, I don't think 10 inches... I don't think you can consider 10 inches fast in the game, relatively. It's medium speed when there are 14, 16 inch moving units. Or in a Hurricane and uh, the, the wind uh, folks case, 1 billion inches every turn. Um, uh, yes, thank you very much. Of course, they did used to have a, uh, a three up save if they weren't fighting Rend. Um, but that was a terrible rule because it, it, it was especially worse if they then had Rend because then it would go straight to a 5-up save, whereas in this situation, you would have... Uh, but thanks for pointing out Crazy Horse, of course. Um, but the, the fact that it's just a 3-up save now flat is really exciting, especially if the rumors are true, and there's going to be abilities to add plus 1 save. So you could be looking at the 2-up armor save, which is great. Big thumbs. It gives it a role already in an army where you would expect Skeleton Warriors tank via um, how, many, how much damage they can take via wounds, like Pink Horrors, Whereas, whereas uh, you would expect uh, something like these to tank them on the armor, like the new Stormcast Bros. So obviously they're going to suffer to more wounds, but having a six-up DPR because they are um, one of those units in, in, in Grave Lords um, is positive. Six-up DPR, rerolling ones um, is an ability we'll get to later. So that they're a little bit more survivable with mortal wounds, and maybe we'd like to see them be even more survivable if that's the role they're going to play, if they're going to play as a defensive screen. Weird, weird conversation about cavalry because 
But we'll get onto that later because it's a cavalry unit. That's an important point. What do we want out of the cavalry unit? Oh, I think what we want to do is we want them to hit, we want them to charge, and we can do loads of damage on the charge. That's what I would expect a cavalry unit to do. And then survive in combat, and that three-up save is going to help them loads. Um, what did I do? Did I ignore you? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to ignore you. Uh, a bit late, but really excited to hear your opinion on this. I think they're interesting. Okay. I've uh, been seeing sneak peeks uh, or any minis I wanted to do an undead army with lots of zombies, blood knights, and a vampire dragon. Looks like it would be very possible and fun to play as Wolfram Studios. Yeah. I mean, they uh, hey, Charles the Dead Lizard. Most armies are fun to play, man. Like, especially if you've got a good gaming group of, like, I won't do this dumb thing with this dumb army. Like, they're all pretty fun, fun, fun. Anyway. Right, so uh, let's see whether or not they can be output units. That's really key. So they've got the Templar Lancel Blade. Now, this is a great little rule, I think, where you can either model them with the lance or the blade. You could say it's lazy, um, is one side of the argument, it's like, whatever. Like, you could say it's a great option for hobbyists, where you could just give them the lance or the blade, whichever you prefer, whichever you think looks cooler, and then they're going to have the same weapon profile. Does that mean in the future units that could be spears or could be swords, they'll just have the same weapon profile? That'll be an interesting take. Normally the difference is that range. Um, so obviously they're just a flat one inch range and normally you would expect them to have a two inch range uh, on a lance So there's there's compromises the big bonus the big takeaway is you can model either Although I think arguably you could have modeled either before it would have been fine um, But you've got both sides of that conversation now There's probably some inherent um, uh, It's not as good not having a two inch range. I'm just gonna put that there um, and Saurus Knights are one inch on the lances as well. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, uh, this is definitely to cover the fact that there are less than five lances blades per kit. I hadn't thought about that. Um, oh, is it due to the fact that they're allowed to mix uh, mix setup on the old kit and afraid people may complain? Is Charles the Dead Lizard? I know, I'm not sure. Like, like let's let's put it let's uh, let's put it let's put it let's frame it in a positive light that it's a positive for the hobbyists, which is us that we can just build them however we like and no one will ever try to penalise us. I mean, the sort of people that penalise you anyway, probably a dick, so whatever. But, this is key, uh, oh, I'm being called. I just, I'll call you later, Adam. I'll call you later. Cancel. That's right, I just hung up on Adam Mumford, which is rare. No, people often don't do that. He's going to come around my house now. Um, but I'm on a roll, Adam. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna hold on one second, everyone. Adam Mumford's trying to call me, so I'm just gonna answer on my phone and then just just block him. That's the answer. Just do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not playing there, there though. Uh, he's <laughs> long get fucked, Adam. <laughs> right. Anyway. Sorry, let's get back on track. I apologise, everyone. Not much sleep again, trying to sort out the snoring, and so I'm a bit all over the shop, so it's a bit spacey. I would love to talk to Adam. It's wonderful, but I'm on a roll now, so I just think I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna purely vibe my way through this next hour with you guys, and we'll have loads of fun. Uh, if you're a new person who's never tuned into the show, this is pretty regular, so get ready. The point is, the point is, the temple lance or blade. Uh, the fact that it's not a two-inch range is a negative. The lance isn't. It will be a negative in some situations. Maybe you have you won't be able to attack over your own base or someone else's base. Like it's not going to be at like a positive. So that that's the other thing that you have to take away. I'm not trying to rain on anyone's parade. It's just a fact. Like 
larger bases more of an issue but fine whatever um but i think having just one profile is easy for the game pete says in the chat and i'm i'm with you uh see that learn trade play um right so uh uh makes sense for any cav they have armor piercing weapons not ones designed to reach over ranks do they not i think like is that not like what's weird is most cavalry doesn't don't just have flat impact hits like quite a few units now have flat impact flat impact hits but i don't know why, why they don't all have impact hits in some degree like even if it's something super nominal like roller like if you got the cavalry keyword you make a charge for every model in your unit roll a dice on a six do a mortal wound like it's not super strong cavalry units are mostly fives or threes like it's very rare i know that improves eels and obviously we don't want to do that but like you know if we were looking for some theme i would think that generally cavalry would have some sort of impact is anyway we've done that now so the three attacks apiece so 15 from the unit and i think plus one from the castellan i think or, or whatever the the unit champ is we'll go to him in a minute three attacks hit on threes wound on threes all great for a combat unit rend one damage one all fine uh, and they have an ability so it becomes rend two on the charge um yes so champion has plus one um plus one to his attacks characteristic and there is an ability uh where let me get martial fury add one to the damage characteristic um uh, on the turn that they charged okay so this is where it becomes really really interesting because then you're looking you're going from you're going from damage 15 all the way up to damage 30 just from those and then you've got three attacks from the hooves and teeth which is a bit of an upgrade because normally you get two from a horse like some sort of cavalry model normally has two threes pretty significant like an addition so and that's so that's because that's going to give you another 15 attacks that's fours fours no ren damage one um uh <laughs> i really like militant snowflake thoughts there was some sort of like there's some sort of spice between me and adam where he was meant to be on the show and then i've, I've rejected him now it's not the case um uh <laughs> right Elite stuff should be damage to base, says Jog PLC. Right, yeah, let's talk about that, okay? 15 damage on the charge with an additional potentially 15 damage coming from the Who's and Teeth is great, 30 damage. Yeah, and if their point is low enough, that's really significant, especially for how survivable they are. When that goes up to damage 2, and they're going to do uh, those three attacks, it all depends on how the rest of the book looks. If there's like a Necromancer ability for piling an attack twice, great really really good if there's a command ability for piling an attack twice again really really positive really strong however the the raw output being dependent on uh, like creating the charge i think is going to be something that's going to be uh, really challenging to create on the tabletop as an effect in some situations because as stated they're fast but they're not ultra fast and i guess this is where we could have a really good conversation between cavalry units i think that are really really good and cavalry units that maybe don't really seem to make sense as cavalry units and we could kind of talk talk through them a little bit because i think there's two kind of examples of things that we could look at you've got chaos knights and then you've got dawn riders and i think they fulfill very different roles inside of an army and um i'm quite excited about having that kind of conversation about the three when this is fully out as a rule set we'll look at them again in kind of that minutia because writing cavalry is something that i don't know if i don't know it, twitch chat help me out and if youtube thugs leave some comments what's your favorite cavalry unit that you think represents cavalry quite well i'd like to know um 
uh, I'd like to know what you guys think is a good cavalry unit. But the difference is uh, that Chaos Knights don't really... Yeah, Dawn Riders, yeah. Eels, of course, eels. T- tell me Tanza's Dream, eels. Why eels, though? Give me your reasoning for eels in the chat. Eels are a really good example of cavalry units. Uh, Wild Riders, fuck me. <laughs> Uh, Lou Diamonds, Total Warhammer makes dis- distinction between shock and regular cavalry. I like it. Yeah, you would expect Blood Knights to be shock cavalry, right? I think. They're he- they're the heavy cavalry. They're not Marauder Horsemen or even Dawn Riders. Um, I don't think they would be shock cavalry. They would be lighter. Um, Demigriff Knights, uh, Dawn Riders, and Bacon Missiles <laughs> all day. Haken <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dawn Riders because their rules are to infantry. Uh, and also Hex Race, of course. Of course, Morgan. Of course you love them. Um, uh, eels are shot calf. Yeah, they are shot calf. Right. Sorry, Bob. Just stay hydrated. Okay. Let's get some duck guts energy in this. Come on, everyone. Right. Chaos Knights are a weird one because they don't really have loads of output unless you stack loads of buffs on them. But it feels very much how Slaves to Darkness generally works ev- anyway. The War Scrolls are almost always independent of all the overlapping buffs that you can give them, which kind of thematically feels with their, like, dark, ruinous energy being laid on top of them. Be it Chaos Sorcerer Lord for rerolls, be it rerolls to hit and to wound, you know, be it reroll charges, whatever the situation is. There's no real way to buff up the damage, though, on uh, Chaos Knights. And generally, but they're, they're very survivable, rerollable saves. Um, you can get DPRs on them, and you can also, they also have a Spell Ignore and Mortal Wound Ignore. So you can do some really, really positive stuff with Chaos Knights to buff them up. But what they don't do, I don't think they work. Which is weird for cavalry, I guess. Because do you buff cavalry up and then tell them to fuck off? Or you just they kind of act independently? I don't know. Dreadwoods, thanks for subscribing. Uh, resubscribing, sorry. Uh, but what I like about Dawn Riders as a cavalry unit, and Eels are another good, good example as well, um, is that, well, Eels are just good on the charge. And then they're not. But the thing is that they're very, very fast, like you would expect cavalry to be, which is why this movement 10 is not in the same place unless they have something like a double move command ability, a spell that gives them double move, any of those things, maybe even a teleport, all those other things. So, and this is not to uh, pour fire on the excitement for Blood Knights, it's just to give some context. Whereas Dawn Riders, what I really like about those, and what I think they did really well with that, is if you've ever read the Dawn Riders War Scroll, is they get extra damage if they're fighting against... Uh, is it extra damage or extra attacks? Extra attacks if they're fighting against uh, one or two wound models. And if it's two wound models, it's plus one attack. And if it's like one wound models, it's even more. And that's awesome, because you can really picture... Um, you can really picture the movement, like like this this cavalry unit charging and gunning down a unit of like whatever which I think is cool. I would have liked to have seen a shock cavalry unit like Blood Knights have some sort of like, if they're, because you could do the other version for like shock cavalry if we take, if we take uh, Dawn Riders as light cavalry, although they sound pretty shocky, to be honest. A Blood Knights, you could have something like if they're fighting against models with three or more wounds, then they get an additional plus one on the charge because they're just like thundering into them. I don't know, something like that. But ultimately, the damage output's fairly okay, depending on the points cost for what the Blood Knights are going to be. And they're also going to be able to do a continued fight. Because with that 3-up save, potentially a 2-up save, they're going to be really resilient in a fight, which I think is big thumbs. However, final note, uh, hey Cold Shoulder, final note on the rend in this. 
because the Blood Knights are an example of why they, of why that rend isn't as good now. So them having a three up save is great. We know we're going to see Stormcast units with two up saves base, let alone them going inside of a building uh, to get cover saves or go just going on cover or getting plus one save or whatever the situation is. So we already know that this, the armor values in Age of Sigmar is probably generally increasing. It's a bit of a guess because we've only really seen it in Stormcast and the Blood Knights. But that Rend 1 is okay currently if the future we tend to see some of the harder to punch units tend to have one, like plus one save. That means that Rend is arguably just a little bit worse. I mean, it's always nice to have that, of course, of course. And if there's an ability or a spell or whatever that gives them an additional Rend, that would be great. So what would I like to see looking at the War Scroll without looking at some of the other abilities is I would like to see them be able to increase their movement significantly um, with uh, additional, maybe like, I would like to see their like some ability to make their movement double, ultimately. Um, I would like to see something that makes them do impact hits or do more damage. That would be really, really fun. Like whether that be pile attack twice, which I don't really like as an ability, but it's out there now. So something like that, um, uh, like something like that to make them feel more like a, a shock cavalry unit. Um, and then, uh, because I think they've done survive, after they've hit that front wall, survive in combat, I think they've given them the tools for that, which I think is great. Um, uh, uh, what's, what's everyone saying? Um, uh, I guess we need to remember this faction is going to have Black Knights as well as Blood Knights, so the Black Knights could be the fast calf. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, cover will be reroll ones, now to run by score, preset is plus one save, but... Uh, you think Bone Splitters will get a 5 plus save? Desert Sketch? <laughs> no, maybe I don't. <laughs> but if this is the first book that we get before Age of Sigmar 3, and if Age of Sigmar 3, we're going to see already units with maybe the new guys will only have a 4 up save, they won't have a 3 up armor save. But we definitely know that there are some guys with a 2 up armor save. We know Kragnos has got a 2 up armor save. So actually, if you run the math of this guy, these guys into Kragnos, not a lot of output, really. So I would like to see more or find a way to get more damage in into this unit or out of this unit because to me having them be a really survivable unit like you see Varengard be um because of their three up save but their output being like fine the output becomes really really good when they're in play touch warband or when they have other abilities stacked on top of them and i'd like to see that with blood knights i'd like to see the other abilities stacked on top um would be nice um so uh I expect amethyst, amethystine pinions to stay, says Colonel Camage. So with that spell, they'll either be 15 or 20 inch move, which I think would be great. Galaneth, thanks for resubscribing. Really appreciate that. Um, uh, I wonder if the difference between FEC or Monster. It, yeah, it's like Liam is saying in the chat, like most of this is just speculation, but that's what's really nice about it is before we get to see the rules as is. Because I got tweeted out yesterday. Someone was like, what do you think of this? And I was like... I mean, you haven't got all of the context. So I'm setting you guys up with the context I'd like to see and my reasoning for the context. And then when we do or don't get some of those elements, we can come back to this conversation at the points and we can be like, do you know what? It would have been cool if X or Y, I guess is the situation. Yeah, or maybe it's like, fuck, I can't believe they're going that. That's brilliant. Right, so um, they've got the reroll ones uh, on Deathless Minions, thanks to the standard bearer, which is something you can take away from them. Like, again, you could eat that model out. Um, and then they've also got the uh, the champion, um, plus one attacks 
so it's 16 attacks with the lances, which are damage two on the charge. Man, if they get the charge off, they're going to slap pretty hard. Not necessarily into... Um, well, I mean, Varangard with like a rollable save, like they're going to shrug like most of that off. Like, although those are some of the like the tankier stuff, to be honest. So, um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, where's the music? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, but let's talk about this rule that's kind of done the uh, the conversations rounds on Twitter. This is Riders of Ruin. In your movement phase, if this unit is within three inches of an enemy unit, it can make a normal move. If it does so, it can pass across other models with a wound characteristic of three or less that do not have a mount, in the same manner as a model that can fly. After this unit has made a normal move, roll a dice for each enemy unit that has any models passed across by any models in this unit, and on a two plus, that enemy unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. Now, that's a lot of mortal wounds. Uh, potentially, because that normal move is a normal move of up to 10 inches. Um, I guess, the, so there's, so let's look at the positives. Number one, so you, you do your, your big impact, you do all of your attack, maybe you do your maximum 30 damage uh, to a unit, and you almost kill a unit of pink horrors. Um, that's from the lances, obviously, there's the, the spears as well. Um, and you hit them, and then you're locked in. So... How do I get out of this situation? All right, so you don't have a retreat and charge ability that we know of yet, but maybe they do. That would be another great way of doing that. Retreat out and charge. They don't have that, so... Uh, or they don't have, like, a pile-in six inches ability, which we often see sometimes used by... Well, we've seen them used by Yetis and Sisters of Slaughter and a bunch of other stuff. Um, the Grasping Plate, Varangard. So what they do is they pile out, they just move out of combat, it's cast as a retreat, but they can still pile in six inches. They don't uh, seem to have that yet, but what they can do is they can move through a bunch of units and they can do a bunch of mortal wounds and quite a prodigious amount if they're in the right place, 10 inches, and if you can clip a bunch of units, you'd be good. Um, isn't this essentially a fallback in charge to Shadow Sun? Yes, other than currently under rules, a normal move means that they wouldn't then be able to charge afterwards. If a normal move isn't in AOS 3, I assume, counted as a retreat, in this situation then what happens is by moving away they're going to be able to charge and if that's the case then it's really strong if that's not the case it's medium to uh, medium i'm just going to say maybe medium to bad um uh it's not a treat it is a retreat under current rules wolfen studios uh like that's how that works um uh what does just say no i'm not playing the clip <laughs> But in the future, does it not say retreat, though? It doesn't say. So, and maybe this is also only a clipped part of the rule. Maybe it says, in addition, in addition, this unit is always counted as being able to charge or something, right? Um, so there's a bunch of different stuff that could affect this, right? So let's talk about both outcomes. Number one, let's do it in the very best light possible that you can um, uh, move through stuff and fight, yeah? That's cool. Right, because you could potentially set up to do a load of mortal wounds in the right situation. You're going to have to end up with outside of three inches of an enemy unit. So anyone who's ever tried to use movement units to do uh, wounds in the movement phase, so screamers, gyrocopters, flamespire phoenixes, a bunch of different stuff, will know that like that's fairly problematic because you always have to end three inches away. So that's something to be conscious of because they won't be able to, if it does count as a retreat or if it doesn't count as a retreat, Either way, they're still going to have to move and end outside of three inches of the enemy. Unless they return to this same unit? Mm, no. No, you can't do that either. Like, 
so you would move away and then you could recharge cool like um then you would do a bunch of mortal wounds and then could recharge you wouldn't go like miles because that because already you're within three you're outside of three so that would be like it's not a lot of room but it's quite they're quite large bases it's quite a large platform to be able to do mortal wounds and it's nice bonus mortal wounds just throwing through your army which I think is nice. Hex Racer, another good example. Um, uh, so, uh, but and then if and then if you can charge afterwards, then that makes them very hard to pin down. You know, they like fight through the enemy, and then they do a bunch of more wounds, and then they charge again, which is really exciting. And if that's how it is, wow, what a unit! Really good. They're going to punch through a bunch of stuff, um, and then they're going to move. Like, if there's space, they're going to move somewhere else charge again that's going to be great really really good if they can't charge after then it's more of a player choice situation do i want to stay in ongoing combat or do a bit of mortal wound splash damage i would probably say stay in combat most of the time because even like because it's quite a lot of it depends what they're fighting though i guess i think that's kind of key so yeah like overall could be a very strong unit or like, could be more player choice based on what you're going to do with said unit, I think, ultimately. And, of course, this isn't even taking into account the uh, the uh, points, right? So, uh, I feel like the intent is to let them get out of a tar pit and charge against so Namalus. And, th- and that's okay. Like, whatever we feel, like, is the intent is fine. Whatever the rule says, eventually, is going to be the situation. Um, uh... uh Read the thing under it. So I would like you to know that the um, the, the social media intern who reads who writes the bits in between, like in no way talks to the guy that writes these rules here, having seen where those two departments work and worked in that department for a couple of years. So I don't care what this bit of text in between the actual wording ever says, nor would I take that or a Facebook post from a social media commentator or whatever their job role is called as the rules for any game system in the world ever like because it's insane like because some of them don't even know the game like (laughs) or maybe it's an ai right (laughs) um it gives you a third option we start moving the three inches of the enemy on top of story uh uh, wolf and students i promise that's the situation like uh, like I, I haven't like I've, I've played rules like this a lot, and without any other rule, they cannot charge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without any other rule, they cannot charge. But, but this is what's really important. If there is another rule inside of the book or in another rule on the War Scroll, all the rules change to Zuma Three so that they can charge. Such a very, a very useful unit, ultimately. Um, <laughs> right, the hunger at the end of the combat phase if an enemy models were slain by wounds inflicted by this unit's attacks in that phase can heal up to D3 wounds allocated to this unit okay, that's pretty good because like, I mean the return on it's interesting because you can heal D3 wounds into the units but you wouldn't be able to uh, you can heal up to D3 wounds allocated to this unit mm, I wonder if I don't think that means I can bring back a, an und- uh, one that's not dead like a model or a base that's dead. Can I? D3 wounds allocated to this unit. I don't think so. It doesn't return models. I'm pretty certain it doesn't return models. So if you've got a guy who's down to one wound, that's great. Um, uh, it would stay. Yeah. 
of course it would. Thank you. Right, okay. So, I mean, this is fine. Keep your little unit topped up. It's quite nice. It's going to be hard to take wounds off. We've got a three-up save. Could have a two-up save, right? Um, uh, right, so, uh, Blood Knights of the Castellai Dynasty. So, this is one of the... Uh, well, this is the Blood Knights specific, isn't it? Um, uh, like, sub-faction. So, we've got to see... We've got to see their some of their battle traits. We don't know how many battle traits they're going to have for being inside the sub-faction. So this is the Shifting Keep. And it effectively allows you to put a unit of Blood Knights into uh, like Scout Reserve. Uh, so you basically it's Deep Strike, but you set them up wholly within 6 inches of a battlefield edge, more than 9 inches from enemy units. Uh, also, Outflank is kind of the old school word for that. Um, and this is fine, I guess. Like So when do you bring them on? Uh, at the start of the fourth battle round reserves, right, at the end of your movement phases. So, while that sounds cool, you've got to do a nine-inch charge. You don't have any bonuses to charge yet, uh, I don't think generally, unless these guys have generally like some sort of pluses somewhere else from it. So it's just a flat nine-inch charge, which is, I guess, okay. And I guess putting a unit like this in reserve, or being able to put a unit like, in, like this in reserve, is great. Um, uh... It's uh, Dracula's Castle Castlevania, yeah, right. <laughs> mm. um, but personally, I don't really get this on a cavalry unit. Again, I'd like to see if this is going to be the cavalry sub faction. I'd just like that to be run in charge, like keep it clean and easy. But it's nice to have it because the army might not have any other deep strikes. The army have may have no teleports, and the army may have no deep strikes. So having access to that inside the army, big thumbs. I'm all I'm all key this. Um, is that one or all? Instead of setting up Cassandra Knight's unit on the battlefield, you can place it to one side. It's one and it is set up in ambush. You can set up one reserve unit in ambush for each unit that you've already set up on the battlefield. So you can put multiple units on the board. But it doesn't really key in with what I would consider cavalry to be. I wouldn't ambush cavalry. But I guess it maybe you would. Maybe you would like Gladiator. Um, uh, being able to put a Blood Knight stat block unit behind the enemy's lines is rude. Namalus seems to think this is good. That's fine. That's really good. It's going to be even harder to do on a smaller board. Uh, so on 44 by 60 boards, you lose 25% of board space there. So it's going to be harder to do so. And it really does depend on how exactly you're playing the game. If the game is more about sitting on your own objectives and then trading objectives and, and secondaries, then like we generally tend to see in 40k, then uh, it won't be as useful. If it's more how we see the game now, where sometimes you'll push most of an army forward and you won't keep much of a backfield, you know, you keep a couple of small units holding objectives, in which case it's a very positive, um, uh, like, ability. So it really kind of needs to settle on how we're going to play the objectives game in the future. Also against who you're playing against, uh, whereas run and charge would be good all the time, and I'd be super keen for that. Um, uh, have you seen Lord of the Rings? Ambush cover is how the big battles get bailed out. Yeah, I've seen Lord of the Rings. They also don't like in any way deal with like picket unit, picket lines, or skirmish units, or scouts in any way, shape, or form. Just a cavalry unit could just fucking appear from nowhere, uh, which is a like a, a thing, I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, the Might of the Crimson Keep. So this is again uh, something for being Castevoli. Um Just hardly expect. Totally think it's going to happen. Uh, so. I would bet all of my uh, black clothes that uh, 44 by 60 will be the board size. 
uh, which is almost all of my clothes. I'll have you know, like all, all of it. Um, Nighthorn are also the best in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's true. Right, Might of the Crimson Keep. Each time a friendly Castelli Dynasty Vampire unit destroys an enemy unit, that friendly unit gains the relevant ability below for the rest of the battle, which is cool as. they like, I hope that we see this. So this is for the Might of the Crimson Keep. So I hope we see this in every one of the sub-factions because it's really tied in with the lore, right? Like you eat a rat, you become a bit of a rat vampire. You eat a dragon, you become a bit of a dragon vampire. You eat a wolf or you be a wolf and you're a bit of a wolf vampire, whatever the fuck it is, yeah? really into that like i hope we see this so this is the might of the crimson keep i hope we see this rule set in each one of the sub factions but you get different like uh abilities for like absorbing the blood let's say i think that is fucking cool like yeah haken just ate chicken so you know now he's covered in feathers right agreed is cool very cool very 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 cool how useful it's going to be different but cool great if the enemy, uh, so if you slay an enemy unit that was a hero or monster, you get plus one to the damage characteristic of melee weapons used by that unit, excluding mounts. That's cool. Not forgetting that's not going to apply until kind of like mid-game, so you're not going to get that turn one, and they have to leave a hero or monster out there for you. But you know, like if you had ten blood knights, like they should be able to go through most monsters, not your archeons and stuff, but most monster stuff. Um, really well and I guess this ties in quite nicely with the ambush if there was a batline character like a war chanter you could charge him kill him and then get plus one damage so then when you charge your damage three on the charge forget about it forget about it that's really cool um, uh, but alpha striking a support hero isn't well I mean they, you can't do that because your opponent's an idiot like, if you can Alpha Strike, so definition, turn one, I can just somehow sneak in with a huge cavalry unit and get your support character, then it doesn't matter what your rules are, because your opponent's stupid. So you should win the battle anyway. Like, you, like it's more likely that someone's going to throw a big monster at you early, I don't know, like a Gorking or Terrorgeist, or something that alphas. I don't know, like armies that play like that, Stonehorns, um, um, Megaboss and Warcrusher tends to generally play that way a little bit, um, Archeon obviously as well, but these guys will never kill Archeon in a month of Sundays, so you want something, like, you're going to have to like pick your battles in order to get that ability, and is less likely. I think one of the things is that we might get like big numbers, sort of, um, what's your five word take on Blood Knights, but what's my five word take on Blood Knights? Um, I'm, I'd be uh, interested to to see more rules. Interested to see more rules. Uh, so you're saying I should scream with Gorgons? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the future. Just scream with Gorgons. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, uh, how about this? You could do a fascinating show about cavalry in Age of Sigma. How about that? You could just do a fascinating show about cavalry in Age of Sigmar, and then chariots, and then infantry, and all of those things, and kind of like how the units look, and how the rules play, and how they're so different. You could do such good, you could have such a good chat about them. They're so interesting. And sometimes they've really hit the nail on the head. Sometimes I don't think they have. Like, I think Dawn Riders, for cavalry, like, 11 out of 10. Um, <laughs> I don't know when the points are coming out there, bros. Oh, they'll be out this weekend. They'll be out this weekend. We'll, we'll know by we'll know all this by Saturday, man. 
Like, all the leaks and all that other goodness. It's going to be... Right, okay. So, if the enemy has a wound characteristic of three or more and was not here... So, the thing about the bloodied strength, the plus one damage characteristic to melee weapons, sounds great. Also, not forgetting it's any Castelli Danister vampire units destroy an enemy unit. So, while this works, obviously, because the vampire keyword, I assume, is going to be on the Blood Knights, but it won't be on skeletons, of course... Um, but that means that your hero vamps could potentially also get this as well. Your big monster vamps and then getting plus one damage profile on all their weapons is pretty fucking cool. Um, so I'm all thumbs in that situation. I think that that could be fun. And it depends whether or not we see like things like Vargles and Vargeists get also the vampire keyword as well. I think they have it or they might get it. And if that's the case, you could see a lot of output from those as well. Uh, because they're flying and they might be able to go grab some of these things. But they're pretty much in the same boat. I think one of the things... Um, that might happen is you might get a little bit obsessed trying to get it and like with the general flow of battle if i charge a unit and kill it in the general course of things then my opponent's going to charge that unit back not all the time sometimes there's a double but generally let's just go for that as like a, a theme if not i charge a unit i kill it i get plus one damage i'm amazing and then i charge again oh thumbs 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 like that's great of course best situation just get those big lot like get that slot machine gambler money in your eyes get those big numbers they love it when you think about big numbers get hype whereas the other stuff i think is a little bit maybe more interesting so if the enemy unit has a wounds characteristic of three or more but was not a hero or monster you can add one to the wounds characteristic of that unit i think that's rarer that that's going to come up but i think that's really cool with the healing that we see already and if there's more healing in the book like, because there's got to be healing in the book, man. There's necromancy. Like, there's got to be some healing. Like, grave sites, they're going to only work on some of the units, probably. But, like, there's got to be some healing. Like, vampiric fucking blood whatever. Um, uh, these rules so far seem watertight without ambiguity. I think Gorkamork, the only ambiguity is the, uh, the, 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 the charge rule for people. But that's, that's fine. That'll get sorted. Um, but, the for but, again, this only comes after you've slain something. So you have to engage. And I think that movement 10 could be an issue to make that necessarily happen all the time. But you've got like blocks of skeletons and zombies that you can push forward, I guess. Whoever. Uh, and then uh, the final one, if an enemy unit has a wounds characteristic of two or less, you get to add one, two to run and charge rolls for that unit. Two to charge rolls is cool. Uh, the run rolls is not so important right now unless we see run and charge. Honestly, that's what I want to see most for this unit, I think, is run and charge. I think I'd like to see that on most cavalry units. I think having it keyword locked to a mounted character would be cool. So the mounted character really makes the cavalry units cooler. So then you've got that kind of like direct link. I think that would be really fun. You know, just be like, make that unit run and charge. Be like, yeah, let's go. Like, and that's how you make your army cooler. Um, uh, these guys heal D3 if they kill something. Yeah, they do heal D3. If they have a unit to heal, right? Um, Four wounds would also be uh, uh, good if it was gained from killing Chaffster's Colliery. Yeah, that's the kind of interesting take, right? If you're killing something with wounds characteristic of three or more, you really need to ask yourself what they're killing that you generally tend to see a lot of that have three or more wounds. And it's normally other cavalry units, I guess. And it's whether or not we think that the other cavalry units might outclass them in some situations. I mean, their armor save's great, so... Um, Death Riders in Silent Lords feel like cavalry should be says Winner Dave. I would I would agree, uh, Winner Dave. The the only thing is I love the rule that Dawn Riders have where they do extra damage and the interest uh, against uh, small infantry. And the thing about Dawn Riders, you don't even see them all the time. 
Like, you really don't. You see, like, pocket units of five. That's all you really see. And it would be so much cooler, like, to have more cavalry in the game, because I think it looks wicked, right? Um, uh, hides my brutes, says Rumble Scroll. Yes, brutes, potentially, would be uh, having an issue, but so would... Uh, I mean, would Gorgrunners? Um, I think Gorgrunners would give them a good fight, uh, depending on the charge. But Gorgrunners can move twice, effectively. Um, uh, so they're faster. And that's what that's why Adula forces. You got it, you got it, boys. Um, uh, yeah, Stormcast, Stormcast, good shout, Tarkonex. Thank you very much, Ogres. Some Norwegian dude. Yeah, I mean, which og- you're probably not talking about uh, gluttons though, because you're not really seeing gluttons normally. Again, this is just in match play, um, uh, competitive match play. I guess is the other way to describe it. I guess like. If you're playing against your mates, like then there's more like options for those. Anyway, um, overall, overall, like really, really cool war scroll. Uh, well, hold on, the war scroll's fine. Um, I think that they improved it significantly by giving them additional save. I think that was, I think that was very, very necessary. I think the damage on the charge is fine as well. I, I they're a really good war scroll for buffs to get added to, and I'm very excited to see what those buffs are going to be. I think that's very, really, really exciting. For the Gravelord's book as a whole, really excited about um, seeing more of this than Might of the Crimson Keep stuff, and whether or not that's in every sub-faction. So if you're in, like, uh, what were the other sub-factions that they show? Like, one that's sneaky. I mean, two of them are sneaky, which is weird, but I don't know what. But, like, if a vampire eats something, they get... I don't know. That would be awesome. I'd like to see more of that. That would be cool. Uh, Covering should always do bonus damage, charging one with troops would be fresh. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, what do you guys in the chat think? That's my next question. And YouTube thugs, leave us a comment. And then of course everyone uh, over on the podcast. I don't know where you leave comments. Just drop me a message, man. Like Facebook it, you know. Just shout it into the void as you run in. Any of those things. Driving your car, just be like, sure, Rob, fuck you. Have I discussed the dice yet? What that they're visible? No, I haven't discussed the dice yet. <laughs> uh, also, they're cheap, right? For Blood Knights, they're much cheaper than the old Blood Knights. Uh, they're they're thirty six quid or something. I think that's been the price that's been put out, and they look awesome. So, all in all, like a great war scroll. And again, if you're like not playing like in any way a cutting edge competitive field, they're a great war scroll. They're fine. Like they're wonderful. Like they'll do a bunch of stuff. You roll some dice, and you'll have an amazing time. Um, war scroll all depends on points and what sort of things uh, that can buff them. I think the buffs are going to be key here. I think that's going to be. That's going to be really, really essential, and how those buffs shape up. One of the things that's really hard, again, like when we do the review or when we talk about it, or when you start listening to some of the early access reviews, one of the things that's really hard for a cavalry unit is when the buff that they get is from an on-foot character that gives them a wholly within twelve inches ability in the combat phase, because you have to remember they're they're probably outpacing in movement the combat character, and then they're charging off even further. So. Um, like that's hard. Whereas you would you would hope like something like Vordry or a generic Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon will have some sort of like aura bonus or uh, some sort of like static command ability within range, or they have like one of those nebulous buffs. Uh, so you like stick a buff on them and then they run off and then they do their buffed up thing. That's cool. Like we see with the War Chanter and we see Gorgrunters. I think that's a nice way of doing it. Like that's fun. Like you stick it on them and then they just kind of sling off together. I think that's cool. Um, 
uh, Grotnez on the very boat. Uh, Grotnez, what do you all think? No one seems. I'm on the fence about these guys. Just talking about this. I like think I think 60% of the time they're going to be one damage, and that makes normal move through units need to be clarified. Says Tarquinex. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it needs to be clarified anyway, generally for the for the audience. But right now, it's crystal clear. It's a retreat. Like right now, that's crystal clear. Um, thoughts on multiple MSUs? These guys, uh, Hammer and successive riders are ruined. Okay, uh, Krakonzi. Um, great name in the chat. Let's talk about that because that's a real kind of good topic, uh, and I'll try and be really really clear. I tend to find a lot of the combats that happen in Age of Sigmar at the moment in competitive match play are fairly 1-0 results. They either obliterate the unit or they don't do it. Yeah, which I know seems really obvious. Well, of course they either don't like, but you don't tend to have, it seems, much attrition combat. Maybe the push by the designers to see more higher armor saves, like three up armor saves on these guys, two up armor saves on Stormcast, is a push to really reduce what that uh, might look like. However, there are already some units that already exist in the game that are just, they just have a potent amount of output when you stick the right amount of buffs on them. And so, yeah, because like Colonel Cabbage is saying, in AOS 1, there was a lot more attrition. You generally would have units standing around, kind of slugging each other for a little bit, looking to do a retreat to grab an objective. In Age of Sigmar 2, or at least this stage of Agent of Sigma 2, and probably for a while, there's been just a blitz of damage. So you tend to find, and there are some builds and some armies who aren't running that playstyle. A good example recently would be um, the, sort, the sort of more MSU, Shadow Stonker-based build that we see for Daughters of Cain, where you end up with like two units of Shadow Stonkers. I think Corey was running this maybe on a TTS event. Like two units of Shadow Stonkers, two units of Single Witch Elves, Thanks very much to some Norwegian dude for donating five gift subscriptions in the chat. You get a dance. I'm just going to dance for you. Right, I'll do it. I'm not doing it in a hot tub, but I'll do this. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, that's really appreciated. Thanks so much. So yeah, the the to answer the question, what you generally tend to find with that this unit is going to delete this unit and then you trade with this unit deletes this unit becomes quite an interesting conversation for how you build your lists because what you want to do is you want to put enough small units that block space they control the flow and the movement of the board space for board control like those shadow stonkers 10 units of witch elves your cheeky 10 units of skinks um harpies are a good example i'm trying to think of like not daughters of king ones like let's go for it because mortec don't play that way that's a good example mortec guard don't play that way at all or ocr bone reapers specifically they play with either the crawlers at the back or the harvesters in front of them uh, behind them sorry and then they push up and they're like hit me hit me daddy and five of these even 15 oh no 15 five of these won't smash through 20 mortec with a harvester behind them like that's just not going to happen and so the real question is, what happens then? Can you run? Because the question was, can you use three of these to charge in, run away, charge in, run away? I don't really think that that would really work in the way the game currently works, unless you end up... I'm going, let me clarify two points. You have the units that smash into each other, and one deletes the other one, and then another unit goes in and smashes and deletes the other one. Those kind of like uber units. And then you have the small more fragile, more tactical units. Let's just d defend them as those. And those are the kind of two play styles, if we can kind of like talk about it like that. In that situation, that against the small um, tactical units, 
the Blood Knights in this setup will be great. Although those small tactical units sometimes can be quite outputty. But that's... I'm, I'm muddying the waters with the conversation there. So in that situation, they'd be really good. When they run into things like a big brick and mortar, I think even pink horrors, then they just kind of get bogged down and they get put into the place where your opponent wants to bring their big hitter in to do the work. And I guess that's kind of like... Um, yeah, that, that, I hope that answers the question. So yes, but you could also you could also make this unit a big hitter unit. Like, fuck, if you had 10 of these... Now, not forgetting they've only got one inch range, so you're going to have to mob them all around a unit, and that's fairly hard. And they're going to take up a huge volume of board space, so that's going to be tough. But if you have 10 of these, and you stick a bunch of buffs on, like run and charge, and maybe pile and attack twice, then absolutely you've got like an obliteration unit, which is good. Like, obliteration units versus... I need another name for whatever the fuck the other unit is. I haven't really come up with it. Uh, yeah, they've got one inch range. Um, so yeah, you need um, you need a kind of like uh, like some context for what you might be playing against, and also the styles of what you might be playing against. I hope that answers the question. Like, I might try and write that down more um, at some point. Fuck. I was just thinking, like, hit a big unit with two small units, survive, then riders of ruin run behind that fat unit and target characters with two, three mortal wounds. So good idea, Krakonzi. That's a great idea. Like again. What you're picturing is that you hit a unit and that there's just somehow a direct 10-inch line. Uh, well, actually, it would need to be... It, it, so, so if we ride as a ruin, so let's say we hit a front line of something. doesn't matter what. We'll call it a 25 mil base, skinks, right? Hit them. For some reason, I don't kill them with my two units. And then I need to move 10 inches behind them. Okay, that's cool. I've got to clear my base. I've got to connect with the other unit that I want to do mortal wounds to and move three inches away. So really, I've only got seven inches to do that with. Oh no, actually, yeah, three inches back. Yeah, I've only got seven inches of movement to do that. Like, if you work it out, if you just get some stuff out on the tabletop for yourself now and like and do the kind of math, and you'll see it's not tons. However, if they have something like amethystine pinions that like doubles their move characteristic, then fucking this is going to go wild. Just fucking zoom them all around. Yeah. Um. Anyway, right, that's it. And run move two. Yes, Krakonzi, uh, uh, I, I guess it depends on whether or not the run move allows, sorry, uh, a normal move which counts as a retreat in Age of Sigmar 3 allows you to add the run move on. I don't imagine that staying, though, personally. It's one of those, like, small interactions I assume won't stay. Um, okay, uh, so you're talking about light cav versus heavy cav? One day, uh, I'll do a show on that, that'll be really fun. Hopefully I'll get someone on, like Smorgan or like someone who wants to have that chat, because I think that'll be really fun. That's my pleasure. Still no spirit of the wind. Fuck me. <laughs> JP, no spirit of the wind. Is anyone seeing the list? Someone was talking about putting four spirits of the wind forward. Right? So get this in your head. Four spirits of the wind. They move super fast. Then they just get in front of your opponents at a line. If they don't fly. Then they move within three. And then the spirits of the wind just fuck off 12 inches. They just kind of keep doing that every turn. I mean, I think it would be a terrible list. But it would be super annoying. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, good. Really enjoyed talking to you guys. Hope that was okay. I know it was a bit one of them like, fucking Rob goes on like he fucking knows something days. Apologies. Apologies. Like, I, I talk about this stuff a lot. So trying to give some context to some shorthand tweets that I sometimes give. The one Norn, thanks for describing. Hope you're subscribing. Thanks. I hope you're well, man. You're great. Um, what would you want, you want in your ideal AOS 3 Indomitus style AOS 3 box? I'd like it to not be limited edition. And that would be fine. So that people could just pick up as and when. And so there's no FOMO. And so the community doesn't shout at itself. 
Oh, I can't believe I got one. Oh, I didn't get one. Fuck Games Workshop. Oh, I can't believe you're saying fuck Games Workshop. Fuck you. No, fuck you for saying that. I don't want that. That's my one hope. If that, like, just, I just don't want to hear that fucking conversation. So just, that's what I want. Um, right, anyway, uh, let's go raid someone. Let's go raid someone. Uh, don't forget, we're live, obviously, tomorrow. Just more ramblings from me. And then the 40k Spy Center with Nick and Tom. Uh, and maybe Logan, hopefully. Um, but those two wonderful human beings, Nick and Tom. Fucking great people. Looking forward to that. Uh, who should we raid today? Let's go raid some Warhammer peeps. Warhammer! Uh, oh, man. There's those of you watching today. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks to... I don't, oh, oh, I'm live every day. Fucking cool of you. You guys are great. Uh, and ladies. I'm sure there are ladies watching. Uh, appreciate you too. And all folk. All folk. Puppies, all sorts. Uh, let's go raid someone. Oh, it makes me happy when you guys tune in. It's really nice. Uh, and thanks to the gift subscriptions that were, happened earlier. Thanks so much. That was great. Uh, not wonderful enough to talk. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I do? Excuse <laughs> me, day five. Fuck you all. Uh, let's go raid. Should we raid a painter? Da painters? Um, uh, we did dusty telephone last time, but I think we upset her. Like, because we asked for tufts. Or someone said that we did. Well, I was, we weren't trying to be. Uh, there's no cool. There's no one fun to raid in the Warhammer section. I just want everyone to know. It's um. Just let's go weird. Let's go weird today because it feels like not hot tubs. Fuck it, there's hot tubs everywhere, man. I just love a hot tub. Um, this is weird. Why should we get a hot tub? Um, raid DDR Jake. Who's that? Uh, extreme improv. Uh, <laughs> not doing extreme improv. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is suitably weird for me. Let's do this. Okay. Raid my channel. You don't have a channel because you're too pretty. Right. Uh, Podcast Bros. If you're still listening, fucking god knows why. But appreciate you, YouTube thugs. Keep it real. Keep the streets clean and fucking safe for everyone else. Thank you to everyone on Patreon. You're appreciated. Twitch chat. I'll see you tomorrow. Um, bring the hot, hot takes tomorrow. Um, you're all great. Uh, oh, Tarkonex. Sorry. I'll go check him out another time. I promise. Uh, look after yourself. See you soon.